Welcome back to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. We are Alexis and Samantha Belbel of AdoubleDose.com, and we have a very special guest on our show today. I actually met her through Instagram of all places, as usual, and her name is Talia. She is a matchmaker based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and she is so sweet. You guys are going to love getting to hear from her. We are Welcome to the show. Thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um yeah, you know, I'm actually based in Atlanta and I currently work for Single Atlanta Matchmakers and, you know, we've been open for 28 years, so a lot of experience there. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I know that if you guys are listeners, you heard that we had a matchmaker on a couple of weeks ago and we had so much fun chatting with her, but when I was chatting with Talia on ironically on Instagram, she was giving me such good advice on that I still haven't taken up on yet, by the way. I haven't updated you because I haven't done it. I'm a bad student, but <laughs> um, she has some really – you have really good tips on – obviously, because you're obviously my, closer to my age and – well, our age, but Samantha's not single, so – but you can still – it's good advice for anybody. Yeah. Um, and I think there's so many – I got so many – I have people asking me all the time because they're single – you know, about matchmaking and just about dating in general. And I feel like you had really good advice and tips. And obviously, since, like I said, we're the same age, it's just like a lot more relatable than listening to someone. Not that they don't have good advice, but you're like in the dating scene. So you know, uh, kind of what happens with people our age and just men in general. So um, I was going to, so how did you get into matchmaking? Obviously, like I said, you're close to our age. And how'd you get, how'd you decide you want to do that? And I know you said you're based out of Atlanta. Yes. So I actually, funny story, I was doing matchmaking unprofessionally, just completely as a side hobby for 10 years. Um, And I was doing it in New York, Miami, and Atlanta. And I was doing software sales. I was just, you know, working my way up the corporate ladder. And I finally decided like, this is not my passion. Like I do not love this. And in every meeting, I was in all these like analytics meetings, IT meetings, you know, for software stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so not me. So basically I spoke to my mentor and I asked her for advice and I said, you know, matchmaking is my passion. And I think I could do this full time because there's the largest agency in the Southeast it happens to be, you know, 22 minutes north of my place. So in Sandy Springs, which is north of Atlanta. So I reached out to her and after, you know, it took about six months of a process, I quit my corporate job and went to Europe for a month, just kind of like regroup. And I got back, started full time and just been rock and roll ever since. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, that's awesome. I didn't realize that you were doing software sales before. That's really cool. I mean, I think there's so many, I feel like everyone our age, there's so many people that are doing their own entrepreneurial thing. And I think it's cool that you figured out your, you know, and figured out what you wanted to do and how you were going to do it. Cause we can relate to that. And yeah, such, I mean, I feel like there's not a lot of, I feel like it's like such an old, I don't know. It's like stereotypical me, but I feel like it's always like older women and like you, I mean, they have good advice, but I'm like, you're older and you don't, you never even use online dating. Like you don't know. I mean, there was like match.com and stuff, but I mean, all the apps, you know, it's like, I feel like you can relate, you know, even you were talking yeah. to me, like you understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know what? I think the biggest thing is that people don't realize dating is just not what it used to be. Um, for example, my parents met an elevator and oh, it's wow. just so funny to me. Yeah. So it's just so funny to me because every time now I get an elevator, I think of my parents and I look around and no one's talking to each other. Like everyone's looking at their phone and like, God yeah. forbid, you make eye contact with someone. It's like super awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. 
back then it it wasn't like that. Everyone would say hi and you know, people would just maybe crack jokes here and there. And so dating's just not what it used to be because people are not conversing the same way. And that's why matchmaking is such a huge growing industry because people are just not meeting people anymore organically. Yeah, I know it's so true. And I, I was just having this conversation with my parents because I was like venting them about, you know, dating or whatever. My dad's like, yeah, let's get you a matchmaker. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> and he was like, literally, Samantha wasn't there. I was at their parents' house and he was literally harassing my mom every day. He wrote, he found a bunch of people in Dallas and he was like making a list, like a spreadsheet almost. Cute. And he was like, did you call? And I, my mom's like, it's a holiday. It was over Memorial Day. She's like, it's Memorial Day. And I was thinking, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's so true. Like, cause he sees me like on the apps and just getting fresh at everybody. And He's like, you're not gonna find anyone on there. Like, well, I did. But I, I know, but I know, yeah. I know what you're saying. It's so hard, and I realize even. I mean, I'm not looking to be like a relationship, but I know when I get in an elevator, that's a perfect example. Like when I was single, it's like I get, I'm like super shy, and so like the first thing I do is like depend on my, like I'm like, oh, I'll just get on my phone, or like, or if I'm actually doing something, I'm like, I try to avoid. It's like God forbid, like you're saying, someone makes eye contact or feel awkward. Right. Yeah. So when so speaking of matchmaking, how does it work? I know, you know, every company probably has a different way that they do it. But how does it work in the one that you do? Yeah. So you know, the first thing is to just make an appointment. Um, so I have a client reach out and say, you know, I'm interested in your service. I looked at your website, and I want to make an appointment with you. Blah blah blah. And they come in for a consultation, and honestly, it's kind of like a full blown therapy session. I mean, we cover their entire love story, what has happened, like what's their love journey, where are they now, are they divorced or are they, or, you know, are they 27 and they're just getting in front of all the douchebags of town? Like, you know, I mean, I hear everything, right? So Mm -hmm. once we go through that and I figure out, well, what are you looking for? Are you just trying to get in front of quality people in town or are you actually looking to get married and have kids and you're looking for something really serious like tomorrow? Um, And then from there, we look at our membership options. I mean, it's definitely... A it's an expensive service, right? And so we kind of go over the membership and just kind of figure out which one makes more sense for them financially and what I think they'll get the most out of, right? So mm-hmm. once they pick a membership, they um, they have to pass a background check, and that usually takes you know twenty four hours, and then they get a welcome call from our team because we know we have a team of eleven people, and we just we get to matching, and it's a ton of fun. So we get them out there dating the right people. All I really remember was really watching Million. What was it? Million Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, I remember watching that on Bravo. Or was it on I mean, Bravo? it was a good show. Yeah, I, Bravo. Patty Singer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she good tips. I mean, this was like years ago. I don't think I was even like serious about dating, but I remember like when she set people up, which I'm gonna get. We're gonna get into. You know, like she would give different tips at the first date and all that stuff. So, what do you think are the biggest mistakes people make on a first date? I haven't honestly haven't been on one in probably like a year. <laughs> so put that in. <laughs> I just, I'm like being so picky, but what, what do you think are like the biggest mistakes? I'm sure I've made a lot of them. I'm sure everyone does, but like, what do you think are the biggest ones you can make on a first date? So I actually love that question. Um, what are the biggest mistakes people make on a first date? Okay. So I hear this all the time and I, you know, I try to do as much coaching as I can before people go out on a first date. Don't talk about your ex. It's one of those things where on your first date, you want to see 
is there chemistry? Is there romance, right? There's nothing romantic about talking about your ex. Like you don't want to hear about someone else's ex on the first date. You're just trying to figure out, okay, do I like this guy or do I like this girl, you know? So it's the biggest mistake of all time. Um, it's, you know, that should just come later, like date number five or something. Um, or people who, you know, if you're rambling about your job, I think it's so important to touch on it, just to express that you do have passion for what you do. But, you know, for perfect example, I went on a date years ago with this guy. He was a doctor and he went on a rant about, you know, his surgeries and the blood and how one time like blood scored all over the walls. Little did he <laughs> know, I can't talk about blood. I can't see blood or I get queasy and I pass out. So oh I couldn't even eat my food. And he was just not catching any of my <laughs> body language. I mean, I was just like, I didn't want to be mean, you know, and I didn't want to say like, can you yeah. please stop talking about your job? I get it. You're really passionate, but like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you just have to, you know, show passion about your job, mention it, but definitely, you know, know where you're at with it. Um, another thing is, people, I think the last thing is just people talking about themselves. Like I think the conversation should flow and should be 50, 50. And if it's not flowing that way, where it's just one person taking the mic the entire time, then you walk, like if you're talking about yourself the entire time and you get nervous, you walk away from that date and you're like, Oh shoot. Like, wait, what do I even know about that person I just went on a date with? Like you, you're trying to qualify them for yourself, right? You're trying to figure out like, okay, like, is this someone that, you know, we have shared interest. So if you're, speaking the entire time and it's not a flowing conversation 50-50, then you're not doing yourself any services, you know? You're yeah. Be, you're doing yourself a disservice is what I meant to say. Yeah. So. I think that's so – all of those are so true. And I feel like I was thinking that because I was talking to someone the other day. I was like texting and like they always want to know – they ask me about my job all the time and I'm like, I don't – I hate talking about myself. And I feel like so much of my life is already out there and so like you can go on Instagram and find – not everything, but you can find a lot about me and – I'm like, I don't want, but it's like, I don't know how to find that balance. Like when they literally ask you what you do, I guess like you're saying you can just touch on it and then kind of like deflect and ask them about them. I don't exactly. want to Then just exactly take the mic, answer yeah. it, show some passion and then hand over the mic and just ask them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I even say stuff like, okay, enough about myself. So I'm like, I don't want to sit here and act like I'm like the best. And I, all I want to hear is my, I mean, yeah. the fact is I hate both Samantha and I are the same. I don't want the attention being on me. I don't. I mean, with my job, I feel it like sometimes ridiculous. when you get nervous, yeah. you probably talk a lot. Yeah. And then it's like you're comfortable talking about yourself. So you just, but no, but I totally understand. It's like I've had dates like that where I think I can be shy, but I feel like there's been times I've gone out with people and I, and I, that's when I realized like it's not a good match to them. Like if I feel like I'm talking a lot and I'm taking the mic away, like you said, it's like there's, there's something wrong because I'm usually the one that's like more reserved, which I think it's good to be both, but yeah. you know. Like, but it's good that you're able to, you're self aware. That's really good that you're able to recognize those things. So that's good. Yeah. And I think all those things, I think exes too, because I feel like it's, I don't, I, in my mind, I have this thing where I don't want to dating someone that's like any of my ex. Like, I don't want to go to the same issues again. So I'm like, no, they have any addictions. I'm like, no, I don't. I think, you know, we talked about this on our own in private, but Talia, you know, right. you, but um, yeah. I feel like. It's like it's such a it's like in the back of my mind all the time. I don't think I've said it on the first date, but I feel like I've said it kind of like early on. But I'm like, I think you're right. I mean, there's like a balance. Like you don't want to waste your time, but also it's like they don't want to hear about all your mistakes either. Exactly. You want to have fun on your first date. You want to see if there's romance. You want to see if, is there chemistry. You want to see, okay, when I get home from this date, am I kind of still smitten a little bit? Am I still thinking about that person? You know. And if you're talking about 
your ex the entire time and you're probably mm-hmm. the other person's gonna get home and be like that was not fun <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, what is, what is, and then that? you're still thinking, and then you're thinking about all your failures and your relationships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So um, so like when you're looking, obviously, when you're, and you said you do like obviously the matchmaking and mm-hmm. coaching and all that. So when you, I don't know, like when I'm on a dating app, I don't obviously I'm not an expert at this at all. I'm like obviously looking at just like how they look. I try, you know, Bumble and Hinge, all of them have like the questions that you can answer. So at least you get to hear. I mean, it's only what they're putting out there though. Like you don't really know what they're doing. But how do you? Is there a way that you look to tell like if two people are gonna be compatible? Obviously, you know yeah. each of them individually when you. See them, but what are like some things? How do you know what to look for? Yeah. So I definitely the first thing I look for is shared interest because you don't want the relationship to be based around compromises. I mean, compromises are good. They're healthy. They have to happen at one point, but you don't want to date your complete opposite, right? If you love the outdoors and you love to just be active and you have a very healthy lifestyle, being with someone that hates the outdoors, you know, hates animals and doesn't like to go to the gym, not at all active, more of like a couch potato, more of a gamer, whatever. That's not a good fit. You really want to have shared interests. And it just makes the relationship more fun because then you're like, hey, babe, do you feel like going wine tasting? The other person's like, yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it flows, right? And it just, it's more of a happy relationship. Um, Another thing I would say, definitely attraction is huge. I mean, I definitely look at, okay, you know, I talk to my clients and I ask them, you know, well, what are you into? Like if we were to go sit at a bar right now and we were to just point people out, what's the common thread, you know? And then they start telling me, well, you know, I'm typically more into blondes. I, t- I typically like really tall girls or I like short girls, whatever. I mean, they hear it all, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, I really like a quiet girl because I'm very outgoing and like I've just noticed that this. So there's that too. But for the most part, my clients are very transparent of like what they're attracted to. And so I'm thinking back in my head, like, okay, who do we have? Already's a client that would be a good fit for them, you know, based on looks, right? Right. Um, and, you know, some people have weird things like, okay, like if they have to cricket teeth, like I won't date them, you know, and some people just have other preferences. Um, that's a weird one. But, and then the other thing is like for compatibility, it's intuitive. It's something that I just know. And like sometimes I'm just out with my friends and I meet someone. I do not have a matchmaking hat on at all, but I meet someone and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy would be so great with my friend Molly. Like, and I just immediately think about that person and it's like, I can't explain it. I just know that their temperaments are going to be good. I know that they would have, they, you know, they have shared interests. He just told me he has a dog and he's obsessed with hiking. And I know that she has a dog too. And she's obsessed with hiking. It's just every weekend, you know, we just have these conversations. I can feel that they need to meet, you know what I mean? So it's, it's intuitive and it's kind of like on the spot, but yeah. yeah. But you have to have that special talent. Like I feel like I'm when I'm out because even if I'm like in a relationship, I'm like when I'm looking at people, I'm not like I can't tell if they'd be like a good I don't know. Like I think for like picking out friends for myself, I can do that. But when like when I'm picking out people clearly I can't even pick out people to date that are the right fit for me. But <laughs> but it's like I think it takes a very special person and a talent. So obviously you have a gift for that. But um <laughs> so when people obviously I was talking about being on the dating app and because I really tried I know we're gonna talk about that in a little bit but what do you think like people should be looking for obviously just I mean I look at the looks physically obviously and then I have like a type in my mind like you know who I'm attracted to like you were saying like hair color the teeth like I mean I'm like 
I'm like as picky as they come, but um, what right. people, I mean, obviously physical stuff, but what else should you be looking for when you're looking for a potential spouse? On dating apps? Um, I guess just like in general, I guess dating apps or in general, are, are there different or is it different for both? I guess you can answer that. I don't, I have no idea when it comes to that. Yeah. So, okay. If what, so like, let's just say, hmm, like what should be people looking for, for potential? Okay. I would say the most important thing is, are they nice? Are they kind? And this is obviously, you wouldn't know this over an app, but there are just so many people in this world that we live in that are just mean and rude and just, you know, they'll do anything to bring you down. And so I tell my clients all the time, just be with someone who is nice. Or even I tell my girlfriends this, like if they don't use a service, that's fine. I was like, but trying to find a kind person that is selfless, that is willing to do anything for you, that is so hard to find. And if you do find that person, hang on to them and give them a fair chance. I know some girls are like, I just, you know, he's too nice. He's just too nice. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know what? Do you want to end up with the asshole that, you know, breaks up with you after and, you know, goes off with one of your best friends? I mean, you just pick someone that you can trust, someone that's nice. And yeah. yeah, and someone who's supportive. I mean, your life is not easy. There are going to be really tough things ahead, especially if you add kids to the mix. You want someone that is always your number one fan, someone that is your number one cheerleader. You know, even with jobs, like sometimes people lose their job in their marriage. And you want that supportive partner that says, like, hey, you got this. Like, you will turn this around in no time. How can I help you? Like, don't worry about a thing. Being someone who's nice and supportive are the two most important things, in my opinion. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's definitely important. But like you said, you can't – so if you're on a dating app, is that something you're just going to have to like figure out after you go out with them? I know if you like talk to them a little bit still, I feel like I, yeah, I mean, I'm good at decoding this stuff, but you can't – even if you talk to them for a little bit, I feel like you really have to get to know them. Yeah. I mean, you can't get to know someone over text. That's the truth of the matter. So it's with dating apps, honestly, I tell my friends all the time, like you are at your own risk. You know, in matchmaking, we do all the legwork. Everyone goes through a background check. We have to make sure that, you know, they really did go to college. They really did get a degree, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you're definitely at your own risk. I think, I see, I've never even used a dating app. So this is a hard question for me, but living vicariously through my sister and just through friends that have been on it and tested it out. I would say that make sure that the pictures look real. Make sure that there's no red flags, you know? Um, make sure that the stuff he's posting, like it doesn't sound sarcastic and rude, you know? Just, mm-hmm. I, you have to, you know, you kind of just have to get a feel for what he's putting out there, I guess. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think I'm good at looking at the pictures, but. Even like some of the answers they write, I mean, some of them, I'm just like, I don't know what they're thinking. Like you can tell their attitude based on some of the way they answer some of these questions. I show my sister all the time. Mm-hmm. There's ones about like social media specifically, like that they're basically like saying they don't want to date someone who's like obsessed with social media. And I'm like, okay, well then you're going to hate me. So, but it's just like, I think you like to be careful while you answer. I think some of them have good answers, but some of them are like, well, thank you for letting me know now how you're going to be because- some of them, right. are, well, they just don't put the time into the answers. Like they'll write like one word. I'm like, okay, well, you might, you're not taking this seriously at all. No. Yeah. And I was, and you know, with your sister, she met, if I'm not mistaken, Samantha, you met your boyfriend through a dating app. Is that correct? Yeah. I met him on Bumble. And see, I've heard it's complete 
luck. It's like either you get on it and you just happen to swipe and you both immediately match on the first swipe or whatever. I mean, I hear those types of stories, but it's completely luck. And so, I mean, you're kind of, it's kind of going against you, but, um, yeah, I mean, I have an interesting story. Actually last week I had a client tell me that she matched with a sex offender on Bumble. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So get this, something to be aware of. And she did a really good job digging and doing her own legwork. She realized that he had a sister and she looked up her last name and then she looked up his name and realized that he dropped off the last letter of his first name. So long story short, when she figured out his full name spelled correctly, she looked him up and found out he was a regular, um, a registered sex offender oh in Atlanta. Oh my God. That is so, crazy. Yeah. So that just tells you that, and that was Bumble. So it tells you that they don't do background checks. Um, and even if they do, this guy changed his letter. Like they don't do any kind of verification of their real name. So you're really at your own risk and you just have to be careful. Yeah. That's, that's really, scary. I mean, I'm the kind of person that I would like stalk the crap out of them if I went out with them. So I was right. like that girl. But if I had to, yeah. Slip. And I know I had some friends, like I think they barely did any stalking. They would just swipe right on me when that moved. Oh, no, no, and no. they were just like, oh, he's cute. And they would just take their word for it. And I'm like, that's like, you know, it's, you know, when you get in the mix of it, you don't think about it. You start going on dates. I mean, I would talk to them for a while. I wouldn't go on a date like the minute that we matched, but I would talk for them a while. And like, I know Taylor and I, we, I mean, I thought at the time I was like, okay, this is getting kind of ridiculous. We've been t- inter- exchanging messages for like two weeks on the app. And like in hindsight, that's not a long time. But you know, when you're like, it's such a fast paced thing on the apps that you're like, if it's past a couple of days and you exchange it back and forth, you think it's been like forever. And I remember at the time I was like, is he going to ask me out? But I'm kind of glad that it worked out that way. I mean, I was, people have been listening to this podcast. I mean, I've talked about it before that I was, you're talking about luck. I mean, I was in the apps for over a year and I would go on, like, I was so picky. I would go on, like, I really would only go out with people that were like, they seem like they're established from all the research I would do. Um, But so I didn't have like horrible dates, but it was never anyone I really were, it really worked out with. And I was really at the point where I was really about to delete them and be like, I'm done with this when I met him. But it is, I definitely will agree with you that even though I met him on Bumble, it's definitely just pure luck. And yeah, you have to, I definitely agree with you. And both careful. people, there's so many fa- factors. Like both people have to really be wanting to find somebody like for the right reasons and be active on there and be serious about it and be like on top of answering. Cause like no one's going to, like with a matchmaker, you guys are arranging the date and like they're accountable. Whereas like this is kind of like, well, they might answer, they might get caught up with somebody else. They might go out of town. Like there's so many factors that, you know, it could work out. I mean, if it's meant to be, it'll be, but I don't know. I feel like there's so many issues with it. So I don't yeah, know. Sure. I That's why matchmaking. I'm like, I told myself if by the end of the year, I, I will try if I haven't found anybody, but um, which time is going along? Oh my god! So uh, I was so I was gonna ask you like so back to the um like what you look for. Do you think age? Like I know some people have their opinion on this. Do you think age is like a factor, or do you think as you get older it doesn't really matter as much? I think it doesn't matter as much. I mean, I think once you're 25, it's like you know you're you're an adult. You're. I think it doesn't matter. I mean, I've, I've matched somebody who's 21 years of you know, age gap. And I've also matched someone who was six months of an age gap. So I'm very, very open mind. I just think that if you click and it makes sense, don't limit yourself 
at all on the whole age thing. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. true. I, I think that I think as I've gotten older, I mean, obviously when I was like 24, 23, and I first moved to Dallas and I was being set up by people that are like in their thirties, I was like, that's like too much just cause like where I felt like I was in my life. But now I feel like I've always been, and I feel like there's a lot of people like, like us that are more mature for our age. And I think, I mean, we're almost 28 and next week will be 28. And I feel like I'm like now I'm like more open to people like in their thirties. I mean, I'm like in my mind, I know that we talked about this. I was like, <laughs> when they're like in their late thirties, I'm like, uh, that's like a little too much. Like right now in my mind, but I'm like, again, you never know who you're going to meet and like who you're going to click with the best. Like you said, it's just like mentally, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to date someone who like wants to have kids right away and do all that. But at the same time, like I'm not super young anymore either. I mean, I'm not old, but you know, I was I, gonna say you were so young. Oh my gosh, we're both young. It's not yeah, even. I know. Yeah. I think it's just like, well, you know, like obviously when we're when you're like really you get into like your what you're passionate about with work and you feel like you have you, you feel older than what you are. I think just because you know the hours that you're working and just like how established you feel. I think that's when you feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm not as young as I am. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> but no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So then, like, okay, back to the first date. So I. I'm sure a lot of people felt like this too. And I always ask Sam when I was going, when I was going on a lot of dates last year, I feel like I would like go out with people. And like you said, back to the nice thing. I was like, I would go out with people and they'd be really, really nice. And like, they would do all the right things. And I'm like, I just didn't know. I wasn't like, Oh my God. I'm like instantly attracted to them. And people like, and I would like talk to my friends about it or just like talk to people about the dates. They were like, well, I think, you know, you should just give it a few more tries and like, see how you feel. But party, Part of me was like, well, I feel like that should instantly be there. Part of me was like, no, give them a chance. You might get to know them and really like them. So like, what is your take on it? Like on that? Yeah. I, I really like that question because that is completely dependent on the person. Some people, for example, I'm one of those people where I know right away there is, I know the first 10 minutes if I click with you or not, if there's any chemistry. And then I have someone, so I have a girlfriend named Natalie. She is going on six years with her boyfriend and she swears up and down like the first eight months. I mean, she wasn't sure. And then she finally fell in love with him. And I mean, they're hundred percent going to get married. I don't even doubt it. And they're going to have a bunch of babies. Like they're just perfect. And it just took her a second. And I just think everyone is different and you just have to know for yourself, like, are you one of those people where it takes time for you to, you know, bring your walls down, really open up and whatever? Or are you one of those people where you just instantly know? Yeah, I think that's true. I've heard that too. But I'm always, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know which person I am, but because I, <laughs> I dated someone, no, it's so bad. I dated someone for a couple of months and I don't, I think I was like waiting for that to happen, but I think it was kind of like a rebound. So maybe that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say, maybe there's proof in the pudding well, that you were know. like me. Because they're like, that was not your type at all. Like that's not, that was not. I mean, me. it's fine. It wasn't your type. It was no one you would ever go for. And I can tell you weren't into it. You he was just, just really nice, it. but it was like almost I hate to say too nice. I know we were just talking this, but I feel like it was just like, I feel like the show was just about me all the time. It was like, and I don't like that. Like, I don't want someone just to be like, I'm like, you want to be like on a pedestal, but also like, I mean, you need to feel that about the other person too. So it needs to be mutually, I mean, it needs to be a mutual, kind of mutual. Well, maybe he just wasn't fun, uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, there has to be, I don't know what you're into, but it just sounds like he wasn't fun because there are some guys that are so sweet and so kind 
but they're fun. They're adventurous. And like, you just never know what's about to happen. Like maybe they'll call you and be like, Hey, can you be ready at seven? I'll pick you up. We have a nice dinner ahead of us. Like, you know, you can be super, super nice, but be fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there was a component that wasn't there. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, so like back to when you're fine, I know we were telling this because I was talking about being on the apps and I know you would actually message me and we were talking about going, meeting people at other places and like taking workout classes or like going to places. And I know you had given me, I'll let you ship a tip because I thought it was a really good tip that I haven't taken your advice on yet. I have like a million excuses. Yeah. I'm, not gonna, I'm a bad student, like I said, but what I know you said, I'll let you, I think you gave me a suggestion on where to go and what kind of tips you have while you're there, what to do. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Okay. So I was saying that if you are a single lady and you're just not meeting quality guys and you're just kind of like, okay, where do I go? What do I do? Well, the truth of the matter is guys love to drink. Um, That's just honest to God truth. So pick somewhere, whether it's, you know, a tavern or whether it's a really nice restaurant and go sit at the bar within that restaurant and just sit there and go by yourself. I mean, it's okay to bring one friend you know, not more than one because then you're just too intimidating. I mean, if you put three beautiful girls at the bar, I promise you, no guy's going to want to want to. They're just too intimidated, right? Yeah. And you're going to feel like, oh my God, I'm getting rejected by just not one, but by all three because they're all giving me the look, right? So go by yourself if you can and just scope out the place. And if you see someone that you're attracted to, mind you, you don't know anything about him. So, you know, he could technically be in a relationship, you don't know, but make sure he doesn't have a wedding ring on, right? Do like a yeah. metal detector. And <laughs> if he doesn't have a wedding ring on, give him the five second look. And I was explaining to you, I remember that 95% of communication is nonverbal. So if you think about that, like if 95% of communication is nonverbal, that means you can literally invite someone over to you without saying anything. So give him, look at him straight in the eyes give him a nice little grin and like invite him with your eyes. Like make him think that you are welcoming him over. If he doesn't quite catch it, do it again. Wait like, you know, wait like five, seven minutes and then do it again. (laughs) And I promise you it works like a charm. If they are available and they're not seeing anyone, they're getting what you're putting down. They're totally going to walk over and be like, Hey, you know, I, I saw you and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you never know what they're going to say, but yeah. um, but it's totally fine. It works like a charm. I know. And I know you were telling me this. So I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. It's so in my comfort zone because I'm like usually behind an app on my phone looking like grungy and not looking cute. And I don't – like the thing is I don't drink a lot. And I know we talked about this. So for people that don't drink a lot, you said – I think you recommended getting like a vodka. A not a vodka. A mocktail. Um, yeah. a, uh, like a club soda with lime or something. And you, yeah, or even just like, yeah, a club soda if you're super healthy. I know you and I are very healthy. Just yeah. club soda, zero calories, put a lime in there and a small straw. And, you know, it just looks like you're having a vodka water with lime. And so right. um, you can just look like you're having – and that's another thing too. I was saying try not to be on your phone. If you can, get to know the bartender. Just have small talk. Ask him where he's from. Bartenders love the attention. They love to talk about themselves because usually they're serving. You know, it's about the client. So like – if you're that person that's different and you're like, hey, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. They're totally going to eat it up and they're going to want to be your friend. So you kind of have, you know, you kind of feel like if you are by yourself, at least you know someone there. Yeah, you're not alone. Because I feel like that's what I 
always do if I like don't know anybody. I'm like, okay, comfort zone with my phone. I can just get on Instagram. I can like text my sister or like my friend, friends or whatever. But yeah, then you're not going to look approachable and you're not going to be looking at people around. You're bar. totally not approachable. If you are on your phone the entire time, you are not inviting anyone. Your body language is completely closed off. Your shoulders are probably shrugged over. I mean, you're not squared up to anyone else other than your, to your phone. Like I said, you know, body language is everything. So definitely try not to be on your phone unless, of course, you know, you get like an emergency phone call or something. Yeah. yeah. So do you recommend, because I was talking to Taylor about this, do you recommend going like after work? Because he was like, well, I was like, when would you like, because he's obviously an attractive guy. I'm like, when would you have gone to like, you know, like a, like a happy hour? Like happy a hour. Like, when would you have been there? And he, oh, happy yeah. Hour he day. was like, he was saying like Friday, but I'm like, I don't do it. I mean, I'm probably, I don't know if every city is different, but what day, is there a certain day that you'd recommend to do this to get like the most effectiveness out of it? Or, um, I think every city's different, but I know for sure that, you know, Friday happy hour, you can't go wrong. In every city, there's a happy hour on Friday and everyone's excited the weekend starting. So definitely Friday happy hour, whether it starts at 4.30 or 5. Um, and honestly, in Atlanta, Thursdays are huge here. Huge. People are usually yeah. out and about on Thursdays. Oh yeah. Happy hours on Thursdays are definitely a thing. People just go and grab a drink after work. Okay. Yeah. I think it's probably the same here. That's like what he said. Bus. He said Thursday or Friday. Yeah. 4.30. But he's like, you don't want to go too late because then it's like all the ones that are like really drunk and like I mean, I've already been done that road. Oh, I would get there as early as you can. If you can get there at 4.30, just get a good seat, get to know the bartender, then people start coming in, and you've already kind of feel more comfortable. Yeah. Okay. I really – I know I told you. This was like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I'm like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) I know. And she told me about it, and I was like, you should do it. Of course, I have her personality where I wouldn't want to do it, but it's It's just like – it's so – I mean, I'm not – I can be so reserved, so it's like – I mean, I have a million excuses. I know I should do it a couple times, and it'll be fine. Yeah, and just tell yourself, like, I have nothing to lose. Like, you literally have nothing to lose. It's not like you're, you know, going on a reality TV show, you know? (laughs) It's like, no, you literally have nothing to lose because worst case scenario, you go up there, you feel a little uncomfortable, but then like you don't meet anyone and then you're like, okay, well nothing bad happened. Right. You're just like, okay. And, or you go up there by yourself and you do meet someone of interest. So there's really no losing this at all. For sure. I think it's a really exciting. I honestly hadn't thought of that tip before when you shared it. I was like, okay, it makes perfect sense. And I need to just try it one time. Because I think people yeah. are only thinking about literally going to a bar yeah. at night. They're like, well, I got to go out. So I'm going to go out to a bar. And I feel like I never wanted to do that when I was single. I would do it obviously more than I do now. But I was always like, I'm never going to find in the times I did. I never found anyone that I wanted to go out with. They were all like drunk and like no, not and they're not showing their, you know, their best self. And I was just like, no, this isn't going to happen. So, I mean, I get some, I guess some people meet that way, but I was just not imagining myself meeting that way. So I think right. the tip you shared is a really good one. Yeah. No, so, for sure. um, so I know we talked about like finding people. Do you think there's, do you think there's one soulmate or do you think people have multiple or what do you, what is your opinion on that? So I don't really believe in one soulmate. I think that we have so many soulmates. I mean, it would just be crazy to think that out of the billions and billions of people on this earth, that there's only one person that's meant for us. I think that there's a, I think there's multiple people that's a good fit for us, like individually, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's just about meeting that person. Um, 
just like people, you know, sometimes they marry someone, they have a great run, you know, seven years, whatever, and then something happens and they go separate ways. You know, not every divorce is bad. Sometimes people just fall out of love and it's just, they mutually decide to go separate ways and then they get into a second marriage and it's this beautiful thing. They end up together forever. And so it just proves that there's not, you know, don't bring anxiety or stress onto yourself thinking like, I only have one soulmate. How am I going to find him? And like, oh my gosh, like what if I'm not in New York that weekend? And like, he's in New York, he's not here in my hometown. Like, no, there's, you know, it's, it's going to happen regardless. And there's not one person for you. Yeah. That actually may, I haven't thought of that. It makes a lot of sense. Like, cause people do get, I think that's people, I think that puts people's minds at ease too. Yeah. Cause like you were saying, if you think it's one person, you're like, well, if I'm not going on the bachelor and they match me up or whatever it is, bachelorette, or if I'm, you're saying if they're not, you know, right. if this person doesn't live in the city, how am I ever going to meet them? But if you feel like there's multiple people and, you know, you just have to meet, you know, one of those people for now, then I think it puts less I think one on of you. our friends, we talked about this last year. I was at a dinner with some of my girlfriends and one of them was saying that she thinks there are, like you were saying, there's multiple people that you can end up with and it just depends who you end up with that at that time. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is so true. Mm-hmm. And then kind of going back to you. I know we're kind of jumping around, but we were talking about relationships and I was talking about one that didn't work out. Do you think that there are certain, obviously everyone knows about red flags, but what do you think are like the signs that you need to get out of a relationship? I know that, you know, there's really big things that could happen and you're like, okay, that's definitely a sign. I mean, people still have them at that time, but what do you think are the signs that you should get out? I think that there are definitely things that are red flags or just things that you need to think about. Um, when you need to get out of a relationship or when you start doubting the relationship, the first thing would definitely be ask yourself, okay, what is, what does my intimacy look like in my relationship? Like, has it changed? Um, that's a big one. Definitely a big one. Another thing would be like, okay, do you feel embarrassed around that person? You know, when you're out and about with your friends and you're with your partner, are you embarrassed by some of the things they say or how they're dressed that day? That's a huge red flag that maybe you're not a hundred percent there anymore. Um, Oh, and how do you feel? Tap into your emotions. Like, do you feel suffocated? I think that's something I can definitely speak on with my previous relationship. I started to just feel constantly suffocated. I'm like, this is not, you know, a relationship is supposed to bring you growth, abundance, and happiness. And if it doesn't do those things for you, then maybe it's time to reflect and think, okay, maybe I need to take the exit route. Um, and again, that's another, oh, ooh, here's a big one. So the wondering eye. I don't know if you guys have heard of, you know, that exact terminology, but mm-hmm. if you start to catch yourself constantly looking around, checking out other people, that's a red flag. That is a moment of, okay, am I still a hundred percent emotionally invested in my relationship? Because when you start to have a wondering eye, there's something missing. Something's just not quite there. And it, don't get me wrong. There's a difference, right? Between looking and you were like, oh my gosh, that guy's really attractive or, oh, that female's really attractive, whatever. But having a wonder eye where you're just kind of like really looking, you know, it's yeah. definitely something that you should um, reflect on for yeah. sure. I think yeah. it's, Sam and I were just smiling at each other because that totally happened to me. All I, of I was waiting for like a sign to end it, but we were out. We this were, is for the one that she was This is the into. one that I wasn't really into. <laughs> I was talking about earlier. We were at a music festival and I was like looking around everywhere. And I was like, I literally had like a breakdown at the music festival. I was like, Sam, I really like, I feel so <laughs> conflicted. I mean, I knew I wasn't into him. I, that's the everyone kind of knew that, but 
I was like, when I was looking around everyone at the music festival, looking at how tra- like you were saying, like it was bad. I was like, I mean, I, and then I like, I just, well, knew. because you're not normally like, yeah, that. I'm not like, if I'm with somebody, I'm into them and that's it. Like I'm not looking around, but right. yeah, I think that's so true. And I think, I think there's a lot of people that just kind of stay in relationships because they're comfortable and like, well, I don't really want to put myself out there again. And I mean, that's definitely gone through my mind with other relationships. I know they need to end, but I'm also like, I don't, the thought of having to do this whole dating thing again is like, gives me anxiety. So I think kind of going off that, do you think there's like, I know it's person to person, but when you guys have clients or just when you have like friends, whatever that you're kind of coaching, do you think they should take, like when they get a relationship, do you think they're, that they should take some time to reflect or is it kind of just up to them? Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that every relationship, no matter how long it was, you should really sit back and reflect like, okay, what, you know, what are the things I learned from this? Um, and I can speak for myself. My previous relationship, I realized that, you know, I need someone that takes marriage seriously, someone that wants kids. I, those are really important things for me. And the fact that you know, when he started talking about the fact that he doesn't really know if he ever wants to get married, he's not sure if he ever wants to have kids. I'm like, well, then what am I doing with this person? You know, and that's, those are, you know, you want, those are moments when you're like, okay, maybe I need to ask those questions at the beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, just early on and just other things like, for me, I remembered, I learned a lot about myself because I realized that I do overthink a lot what people think. And he definitely taught me something. He was like, hey, you know, try to just be happy. Like, don't focus about, well, so-and-so is going to think this when I say this. And he's like, no, just have fun. And like, that's something that he taught me too. So just, you can look at the pros and the cons and think of the positives you took away from it. You know, what did they, what did they bring you growth to some capacity? And also look at some of the things that you learned that you were like, okay, this is something I will never put up with again. Like if he was yeah. at all narcissistic or manipulative or you felt like, Oh, well, like I didn't make as much time with my girlfriends because he would always make a comment and then I would feel guilty. Like these are all things to consider and definitely, yeah, definitely take a break after you get out of a relationship and do some reflecting and just do some self-care, you know, go to the gym, get back out there. Yeah. Take some time out of the dating scene. Yeah. I totally agree with all that. And when you just said gym, it reminded me, because I think I asked you this, I know a lot of people probably want to know this too. So what is your thought and like meeting someone at a gym or a workout class. Like I think you and I had talked about this um, individually, but I guess we can kind of share with everybody else what we had talked about. What do you think about meeting someone that way? Like, do you think it's effective or do you think it's kind of like, it's probably not going to work? Yeah. I think if you're into fitness and that's a huge part of your life and you know, you like your lifestyle, why not meet someone at the gym? I mean, that's a great story. And then you already kind of know you guys have similar, you know, shared interest. So I think and I think you and I briefly touched on this at a different time, but if you see them going to get a smoothie after Barry's boot camp and you know, go get a smoothie too and just ask them, like, just be super casual about it. Be like, oh, which one did you get? This is my first time trying it. Like, you know, whatever. Say something about the smoothie just to kind of get a conversation going. Don't be shy. Like, just put yourself out there. And plus, like, you're not asking, like, hey, are you single? You're just asking, yeah. like, well, which flavor did you get? I haven't tried that one. And yeah. and if it's if it's supposed to flow at will and it'll just kind of happen organically. Yeah. So you're saying you definitely like, if you can, obviously you want to, cause I, I mean, you can take a class, but if you're just like, it's like, if you're going, it's kind of the same situation. If you go to like a bar and you're on your phone, then if you, if you don't like really try to like make yourself approachable, then it's probably, I mean, they might say something to you, but 
Why not? Yeah, no. Or like this one time, okay, so this one time there was a really, really cute guy at the gym. And this was not a fitness class as I wasn't because I love to do F45 um, and Barry's boot camp. But um, he was so cute and he was actually wearing a Toronto um, baseball hat. And, you know, I'm Canadian. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to say something. So I was like, I walked up to him and I was like, hey, I just can't help but ask, like, are you Canadian? And he was like, I am. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I am too. And we had that immediate bonding moment. So it's like, you know, if you see anything that they're wearing that, you know, resonates with you, don't be afraid to say something. I mean, no one is going to completely reject you and be like, don't talk to me about my shirt. Like no one does that. You know, yeah. people it's, aren't that mean, you yeah. know, it's a so, good like instant little line. You're not like, like you say, you're not asking him out or asking if he's single. Yeah. You're just starting a quick conversation. And if he's friendly and he's nice, he'll converse with you. And like, who knows? You never know. Yeah. Cause I was, I mean, I had talked about doing that, about taking a class. I'm like, I usually just do my own thing, but I need to like, I just try to find different ways that like I could get a mutually good thing for myself and just like be out more. So it's like the restaurant, like the bar thing is a good idea too. And then just like, if someone is like me where they like to be active and take, I mean, I think a lot of people take workout classes now. I feel like just try and find the ones you think more guys would be at. And then also one that you think you'll get a good workout at. And then at least if anything, you'll get a good workout. And then if you meet someone, then at least, you know, you, if you, even if you don't meet anyone, it's not for nothing. You got something out of it. So I think that's what I, I think that's why I asked you originally. And I was like trying to think of different ways that I could put myself out there. No, for sure. For sure. Definitely. I, I vote yes in the gym. <laughs> okay. That's good to yeah. know. I want to ask you, we both want to ask you if you had any other last minute tips or anything else you wanted to share about matchmaking or just dating in general. Anything else that we didn't ask you? I feel like I asked you like 27,000 questions. 27,000. Oh my God. It's so funny. 27 is my favorite number. Um, you know, honestly, my just my last bit of advice is don't be scared. Put yourself out there. If you were in an elevator and you see someone, you know, wearing something or whatever, don't be afraid to say something. Just put yourself out there. You never have anything to lose. That's my last bit of advice. Yeah, I think that's so. I think it's a good. I I was just. I don't want to start another story, but that did. I was just. Amanda just reminded me that this happened to me too in an elevator. Like I was, we're Jewish, and I was um, in an elevator. We used to personal train. I was training somebody in their apartment complex, and this guy was speaking Hebrew. And I think it's so unlike me because this was like when I was like I just moved here. I was like twenty two or twenty three, and. I said, oh, are you like from Israel? And he ended up setting me up with somebody because he knew someone that lived in a building. So like you're saying, it's so true. Like you could say something so small like that. And I Absolutely. totally forgot that I done that. And I mean, it, it didn't really go anywhere. But still, that's not the point. No, the point but, <laughs> but you still, you put yourself out there and you made a connection. And I do the same thing because my first language is French because I'm originally from Montreal, even though I've lived in Georgia for 20 years. And when I hear someone speak French, I immediately just... I can't help myself and I don't care if you're, you know, if you're seeing someone, whatever, I just want to know, like, where are you from? You know? And then you never know, maybe they know somebody yeah. that they want to introduce you to. And then that's just kind of, that's just how things used to be back then. And I think I encourage anyone to just ask questions, put yourself out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's such a good tip. Yeah. Well, that was, you answered so many great questions. I think there's going to be such great advice for anyone who's out in the dating world. And as our can you share again where they can find you on 
like on the website and like wherever else they can reach you out? No, of course. So, I mean, as I hate to do this, but if they absolutely need to reach out to me, my numbers, you know, 678-200-4794. I answer to anyone all over the US because we are like, we do national stuff. But um, honestly, just check me out on Instagram, send me a direct message and I will definitely respond. I respond to anyone, you know, that's inquiring about matchmaking. Um, and my Instagram's just at Talia we met, just my first and last name. So it's T-H-A-L-I-A-O-U-I-M-E-T. And yeah, that's probably the best way to reach me. Perfect. And then on the... I feel like that was like an ad or something. Oh, that's great because <laughs> I didn't have the last name. I meant to ask you before we started the podcast and I didn't, I was like, I'm probably going to botch this. So, and I think that's great too. I mean, I know people, we don't like it. Obviously, the number thing makes sense because people will be like, "What?" But that—that's how you—that's your business. That's like me giving my Instagram handle out. So yeah, I think it's perfect. And then, yeah, funny enough, I like your your last name is very fitting for like I know it's oh I yeah, know it's like we met through Talia, but it's my last name. Yeah, I yeah. Thought, at first I thought it was like part of your business when you just said <laughs> it. I was like, "Oh, we met," and then I was like, "Wait, no, that's actually your last." <laughs> It's like so funny. It was meant to be. Yeah. It was 100% meant to be, guys. I'm like, I've thought this through a million times. I'm like, I need to somehow, you know, trademark or something that yeah. whole thing. Like, we met through Talia because then it's so, it just flows and it doesn't sound that like we met on match.com. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Have to, and you can never change your name. You don't have to leave it like that. Yeah, you, you can't, can't get, get married. married and You're like, my name has to stay. Exactly. I know, That's right? I thought about that too. I love it. Well, it was so fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for all your tips. And we can't wait to share these with everybody else. No, for sure. And thank you guys again for having me.